On December 5th, the New York State Climate Action Council held its last meeting before an expected vote in two weeks to adopt the final climate plan. New York Renews, Green Faith Pours, and other groups um, held signs outside the meeting to urge the council to drop a stronger plan. Uh, there is concern about how fast they're going to require new buildings to stop using gas, and concerns have been raised about uh, their support of hot blue hydrogen in particular, uh, but also what they call cap and invest, uh, which seems to be the controversial cap and trade program rather than uh, a carbon tax in order to raise the funds to pay for the transition um, to clean energy. We hear from a number of participants. We first speak with a member of the council. We catch up with Rhea Salter at the meeting of the New York State Climate Action Council. You know, Rhea, what are some of your hopes for the plan that's being developed by the council? Uh, my hopes are that it is the people's plan as it was designed to be, that it remains the people's plan, that it remains for the people and citizens of New York and their health and their welfare and our climate and the natural world and not the interest of the fossil fuel industry. I know some of the groups like the uh, Climate Justice Working Group have raised some concerns about the cap and invest program. Um, are any changes possible at this point, or, or do you think cap and invest is the way for the state to go to raise some funds to fund these programs? Uh, I think I think we'll see. You know, I think after today's meeting, you know, there may be some potential to to have some tweaks. Um, you know, it's it's uh, the cap and invest is moving in a there's an opportunity to make it something that's progressive, something that's new, and isn't the type of traditional sort of cap-and-trade or market-based mechanism that just sort of creates peril for uh, EJ communities while trying to throw money at folks thinking that's going to be the panacea. So hopefully, you know, something something new, good, and progressive can come out. And do you have any advice for, say, community residents, they want the impact at this point, what they might do? Hmm impact on the plan. Please, anybody who's watching, we appreciate you watching. And, uh, you know, myself and other advocates are going to do the, the most we can to both listen to folks and then let folks know what's going on. Well, thank you. Pendergrass, Capital Region Interfaith Creation Care Committee. Uh, we are represented here today to speak on behalf of uh, the Web of Life and uh, necessity to do something about climate change so that we can have a healthy future for ourselves and our children. And do you have any impression yet of what the climate action plan is? Is it strong enough? Uh, I think there are some very positive things in the action plan, but I'm concerned um, about uh, some, you know, greenhouse gas emitting options working their way into the plan. We want to keep those out. And I also think that the, um, the uh, commission has um, not been fundamental enough in rethinking um, the way that government approvals and funding subsidize sprawl and energy waste. So I think there are many opportunities for improvements on that. And I hope that as, as much uh, as possible can get in the plan. And one last question, you know, wh why are faith community concerned about climate change? Oh, the faith communities believe that it's a moral issue, that the destruction of living things is immoral and um, the convenience of burning fossil fuels does not dis 
justify uh, the um, you know floods, fires, uh, droughts, and other catastrophes that come with climate change. Thank you, Barry. Yep. Hi, Mark. Always a pleasure. Uh, Isaac with a uh, Frack Action based in Troy, New York. Um, yeah, and we're here today to uh, push back against false solutions, including development of hydrogen, including uh, development of so-called renewable natural gas, very concerned about that, um, and really to support our allies on the Climate Action Council who have been advocating really hard over the last uh, two and a half years to give us the strongest plan possible. Well, are there any particular changes you'd like to see uh, the, the council adopt the plan? The draft is consistently changing. We don't really have a strong sense of what the final is going to look like. We want it to be as strong as it possibly can and adequately fund climate justice in New York State. Thank you. Uh, Michael Richardson. I'm co-founder and core organizer with Rivers and Mountains Green Faith Circle. And, and what are some of the key issues that you're hoping that the uh, climate plan includes or doesn't include? Well, first of all, we want to support the Climate Act unto itself. As you all know, that the Climate Act in New York State is one of the leading climate pieces of legislation in the nation. Uh, it's been around since 2019. Uh, so here we have what many consider to be the perfect Climate Act. And I believe that we've put together a fairly respectable uh, implementation plan, the so-called uh, scoping plan. Uh, of course, now the important part is we have to and also come up with the funding for the implementation of that act through the legislature. So today, I think we need to, first of all, stand firm that the uh, overall plan is a good compromise and we need to keep it intact. Uh, we want to push back still against any type of false solutions, primarily that around hydrogen and biogases. Uh, and then also, I think we want to emphasize that there needs to be more attention put into frontline communities, weatherization programs and other mitigation programs that they face through uh, climate disruption. Now, the way that the Climate National Council Pound is going to try to raise funds is through something called cap and invest. Seems to be a little bit of a play of cap and, and trade. Um, any sense whether that's an adequate way to really raise the funds and, and lower emission? Well, I don't want to speak against cap and invest. I certainly will speak against cap and trade. But if there is going to be a cap and invest, that we need to be very careful that none of that shifts over to vulnerable areas. Uh, it's easy to allow uh, major corporations to take the advantage and push that off into uh, uh, power plants and other generation that is uh, uh, located in uh, sensitive areas. Uh, I think that we need to focus on the bigger picture of how we're going to get the trillions of dollars put into transitioning the economy from a uh, fossil fuel-based economy to an economy that's based on renewables. And again, when I say trillions, that's not just New York State, that's the entire Northeast. Thank you, Michael. Hi, I'm Laura Falk, and I am here um, at the Climate Action Council meeting to advocate for the inclusion of the provisions that are in the All-Electric New Building Act. I think it is essential that um, buildings be electrified on a, a speedy time frame. Buildings are the number one source of greenhouse gas emissions in the state, and the more that we the longer that we build out um, new buildings that are dependent on gas infrastructure, the costlier it is going to be to convert those buildings to clean electricity. A much healthier option, uh, burning fossil fuels in homes, 
um, contributes to asthma. And the sooner we can get fossil fuels out of buildings, it's better for the planet. It's better for the people living in the buildings. And I am hoping the Climate Action Council will mandate a strong timeline for requiring new buildings to be built without fossil fuels. Well, it seems like they propose moving that timeline back a year. Is that, is that acceptable? No, no, I don't think that it is. Um, climate emergency, we are behind, way behind. Um, scientists have made it crystal clear that we have got to address the climate crisis and reduce our emissions by at least 50% by 2030. The window is rapidly closing, so we need the original timeline of um, all new electric buildings uh, by 2024 um, to be in the scoping plan. Thank you very much, Laura. Our last speaker is Margaret Human. Actually, she was up uh, in court this morning for Extinction Rebellion protest a couple of weeks ago at TD Bank about stopping the financing of uh, fossil fuels. Why are you continuing to protest? Because it's still an emergency. What, what are we going to do? We got make the banks feel bad about investing in this goddamn fossil fuels? I don't know. This has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.